post I saw recently said, what we used to call evil, we began to call acceptable. Then we called it good. Next, we legalized it. And then we began to celebrate as good what used to be considered evil. Finally, we began to persecute and prosecute those who called evil, evil. The Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Paul told his young protege, Timothy, that in the last days, dangerous times will come. Really? Dangerous times are going to come, Paul? You've been falsely imprisoned, beaten, left for dead, flogged many times, robbed, threatened with death, and would finally be executed, as were 11 of the 12 original disciples. The Roman government would crucify men along the roadways that led into the city. The government would watch as captives and families died brutally by weapons of war and vicious lions simply for the entertainment of the people. And you say, Paul, that dangerous times are coming? Why? Because men will call good evil and evil good. Paul said, because men will be selfish, lustful, false accusers, traitors without natural affection. And in other words, much like the world today. These are dangerous times, but they are not dangerous simply because the world is like it is. They are also dangerous because so many Christians are still fighting the wrong battles today. Recognizing why God allows us to go through hard times is vital in learning how to work with Him to bring about His will. It starts from within until God sees that His church is ready to move forward with His plan. I see a large segment of the church still fully focused on changing our country back to where it was before. Back to the place of growing liberty and financial prosperity where we could openly battle national sins like abortion and the many other moral issues that we face. But where we were is why we are here now. Systemic liberty in our nation and its government allowed ungodly men in that government and in our nation to bring about the growing problems we have today. So, I want to repeat first the heart of where Christians are called to focus. I shared this in the last podcast. Saints, learn to strike at the heart. Learn to go for the very center of that which is corrupt, that, that which causes everything else to be distorted, the human heart. You're not here to represent right politics, right ideologies, constitutions of men, or financial methodologies of nations. Take care lest in trying to convince men how wrong their politics are that you also convince them that Jesus is a myth. You represent him as an ambassador, and do not have the right to represent democracy, Republicans, presidents, or social agendas unless that's your career calling. Jesus didn't come to take down the Roman Empire. He came to build the kingdom of the heart and of heaven. What good is the recovery of a fallen nation's economy and politics if their citizens are made twice the sons of Satan? What government we have is of no use if the claim of the grave finds us wanting in eternity. We must come to the understanding that this battle over corrupt politics and power is only the surface description of the need of men's hearts to come out of the darkness of spiritual bondage. Right now, I know this. God is going to bring America to its knees. 
Are you fighting his agenda, or are you in agreement that our nation's humbling is a good and necessary thing? A return to the liberties we once enjoyed will not accomplish the purposes of God. America has abused its liberty. The perfect time for Jesus to come the first time was when Israel was in obvious bondage because of her persistent sin. Rome had conquered her, and the common person knew they needed liberty, but they also knew that the answer was not government change, but heart change. And that's what Jesus gave them. Here's the question that I woke up with this morning. If you're a born-again Christian, how much different is your life now than it was one year ago? How much more dedicated are you to God, and how much closer to Him are you now? How much has your life been refined, purified, and set on fire with a passion for God in the last year? Or haven't you recognized why God has allowed the world to come under assault? God is humbling this nation to draw it closer to Him, yet too many in the church are still fighting with the injustices they feel are coming about in America. They're getting a victim's mentality and think it's their job to stop the far left instead of striking at the heart of men with the love and the holiness of God. A very valuable lesson I learned over 30 years ago in the ministry is that when things get tough for Christians, they need to recognize that God allowed it. And he allowed it for a reason. And we had better find out what he is doing instead of trying to get him and everyone else to agree with how we think things should be run. The fact is that we are here now. God did allow it. And we need to learn what the Bible teaches us about when hard times are allowed. Have the my people of Second Chronicles 7.14 sent up the message to repent, humble themselves, and seek God for their own restoration, or have they sent up the message to fight the far left? We need to stop trying to force so hard our opinions about liberty and government and others and start focusing on what God really is telling us about us and about loving just one person to life at a time. I'd like to take the rest of my time with you to encourage you in what you can do to make a difference. You may feel my life won't change this nation, nor my city, most likely won't change my neighbors. What's the use? But consider the boy walking along the beach, throwing starfish back into the ocean. As he did, he passed an old man who said, What are you doing? I'm saving these starfish. Silly boy, he called out. There's millions of starfish on the shore. What difference could you possibly make? The boy picked up another starfish and threw it in. It makes a difference to this one, he cried. When I thought of this story, I remembered what Paul told Timothy when he was put on trial for preaching the gospel. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all men forsook me. We need to be doing what we do because we want to be faithful to God, not because we feel we need a big name, success in the eyes of humanity, or because we need to change the world. We do what we do because of who we are, not what we want. We do what we do because we have been given something, not because we want to get something. We move into the future because of what our past has brought to us. Too many people are faithful for a time, but when they don't get the recognition that they feel they deserve, and others get the recognition that they don't deserve, then they quit. They are living for what they can get instead of what they have already been given. That's not love. 
nor is it anything God will reward us for. True faithfulness because of who you are, with eyes set on the goal of glorifying God instead of self, will actually bring great reward. Don't be discouraged. You will build a tree that many others can find shade under one day. But beware. Others will create a host of problems out of jealousy, ignorance, and ego. You will be accused, insulted, questioned, and worn down. But because your motives are pure, you won't be defeated. Your heart in God is your great reward, and you will need no man's commendation. Remember, if you take the commendation of men seriously, you will be inclined to take their condemnation more seriously to your own ruin. America needs more people who live good lives because of who they are, not what they can get from someone else or even from God. It's rather because of what they have received. It must start with each Christian working with what God is doing now. Remember, faith's primary focal point is not to get God to do what we want Him in times of adversity. Faith's goal is to give us the power and desire that we may do what God wants us to do because of who He is. Start there and God will finish the battle that He let us get drawn into in this nation. It would be nice if everyone understood what God is up to in America, but it's not necessary for Him to accomplish His purposes. We do know that He is always moving, to purify a people, and prepare them for heaven. Does God intend to restore America, to where it was when it was birthed? We may not really know the answer to that. But we do know what government He is working to establish. It is the Kingdom of God, against which the gates of hell will not prevail.